It was actually great to see Donald Trump this weekend at another Make America Great Again rally in Des Moines, Iowa. It was carried live right here on Newsmax. Nobody else did that. Um, he was fantastic, especially now. I'm going to get the highlights of the rally in a moment. But right now, when no one is standing up for a law and order, it seems, in this country, and this has been a weekend of continued chaos, some highlights. What do you call this? A Louis Vuitton store. Is this, uh, is this equity? Is this, uh, is this social justice? I don't think so, but there are people who will say that with a straight face. Uh, take a look at this. A Bloomingdale's. Is this a really good sale or? Uh, no, this is, uh, this is theft. And what about this? In Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is an interesting way to uh, rob a store. After hours, just crash on through. I think I saw this once in the movie Heat uh, with De Niro. They just crashed right on through and started grabbing iPads and phones. And uh, this, is, this is the kind of stuff that you might be called a racist for if you call the cops. If you complain about it, you could be in trouble. This is the new normal here in New York City. A gunfight at night. A gunfight at night. This is just background noise. This is background noise. You know, a suspected mass school shooter was just let out after one night in jail on $75,000 bond. This and also, <laughs> this is the domestic situation. Forget about the budget and all that nonsense, which is very bad, very complex too. We are still licking our wounds from our humiliating defeat in Afghanistan and nobody seems to care, not in Congress, not in the executive branch, certainly Joe Biden's administration. The media, they've already given him a great big pass. Joe Biden himself just waltzed off for a vacation. Another one, another one. He has a, uh, a beach house in Delaware and he can't get enough of it. He goes almost every single weekend. So amid all this, it really was great to see Donald Trump again where he just so boldly spoke the truth. I can't understand why so few politicians are afraid to call it out, but uh, he does relentlessly. And you know what? Nobody's ever given him the credit for some of his accomplishments, so good for him for reminding people, because some people don't even know to begin with. Here's a little bit from Saturday. And we defeated 100% of the ISIS caliphate in record time. Sir, we hit them so hard, they didn't know what the hell was happening, sir. We defeated, we do, we have great generals. We have great soldiers and sailors and everything. I'm so proud of it. So that's what happened, but we defeated 100% of the ISIS caliphate. Think of that. And we knocked out Soleimani, and we knocked out al-Baghdadi. They didn't know what the hell happened. And I'll tell you what, our country was respected again. You know, that was also a campaign promise fulfilled, taking out ISIS. He said it out loud that he was going to take out ISIS, and he did. Presidential action led to new rules of engagement. That's how we beat ISIS. It was amazing. And how we lost Afghanistan? That's on Joe Biden. The way he got out so sloppy and all of the material we left behind.
We left all the equipment. And don't believe them when they say they disabled the equipment. They didn't. You see a couple of helicopters. They didn't disable. They got killed for leaving the equipment. And so they disabled a couple of little old helicopters. That equipment is brand new right out of a box, including the night goggles, which are better than the goggles we have. They're later models. And including all of the rifles, machine guns, and guns. They're the latest model, the latest and the greatest. So our enemy of many years has all of that. And it's a shame. It's a shame. It's true. And what is Congress back to doing talking about January 6th? Sure, we had some contentious hearings about two weeks ago, but uh, ancient history now, everyone has moved on. Here's something I didn't realize. We all know we lost 13 Marines, a soldier and a sailor in Afghanistan. We didn't have to lose them. But what about those who were wounded in the very same attack? Quite frankly, I haven't thought much about them. I haven't heard hardly anything about them. President Trump, though, has been in touch with them. Most importantly, we should have never lost 13 warriors. And you know, nobody talks about this. And we should talk about it every time, every time. We also have numerous young people who have lost a leg, lost an arm. In one case, lost two legs and an arm. And nobody talks. We talk about the 13, and we love those 13. And they're looking down on us right now, and they're proud of us because we know what we're doing. But we had some terribly wounded people. And overall, they lost approximately 250 people. That's a terrible thing. Should never happen. Should never have happened. Should never have happened. You know what also should not have ever happened? A commander-in-chief, Joe Biden, showing such disrespect when our heroes came home. This moment, I think, defines his presidency. He's off to what? He's looking at a brand new Rolex watch. What? To uh, I think that was on a Friday, by the way. Was he that interested in getting to Wilmington? What was going on? What was happening in his head? Here's something I learned from the rally. I didn't realize that Joe Biden, this administration, has lost more people to COVID in this year, 2021, even with the vaccine, than were lost last year in 2020 without the vaccine. Media says nothing about Biden's handling of COVID, despite all of the vaccines that we came up with, therapeutics that we came up, and knowledge that we gave. Biden's come up with this horrible period of time. He hasn't done the job because now we have more people that have died of COVID in 2021 with the vaccines, with the therapeutics. More people died in 2021 than in all of 2020. But the media is silent. They don't talk about that. They hate to talk about that. It's true. It's true. Check out the CDC numbers. As of October, more people lost to COVID in this year than in all of 2020. You never hear about that. Also, their, their entire approach to COVID has changed. Uh, the so-called death count, death watch, as uh, President Trump calls it, uh, CNN, uh, all the cables, he used to make such a big deal of the death count. Listen to this. Even though the numbers are greater, they don't have the death watch in the right-hand corner. Remember on CNN, fake news, which is down 80% in ratings. Remember, they had Death Watch. Death Watch. And they'd risk it. We don't have that anymore, but they're losing more people, okay? Uh, what's going on? That doesn't sound so, so good. That's because it's fake news. 
They are the enemy of the people. It's true about the death watch. Remember all last year, it was a special little feature. Let's take a look. CNN, they have right there, scaring people all the time. Where is it now? And the numbers are up under Biden. And by the way, I do agree when he says enemy of the people. I'll get to that in a moment. Regarding the election, look, if you campaigned as hard as he did and lost to Joe Biden, I think you should be listened to very closely. The mainstream media, we can't count on them. They have washed their hands of the whole thing or they just refuse to look into anything because any concerns about the election are baseless and could lead to another January 6th, which is wrong, by the way. Uh, they use that as a weapon to silence the discussion. Here's the president on the election. Just recently, we got the results of the Arizona forensic audit, but the papers refused to report it the way it was, which showed massive irregularities, to put it nicely. That's a nice word. And the Justice Department was scared or impotent. They didn't want to do anything about it. It's been going on for years, but never like this. This, again, they used COVID in order to cheat with all of these ballots and all of this early voting and late voting. No argument for me, especially Pennsylvania, what they did with the rules there. Um, I would love it, love it, if we could have a commission looking into the 2020 election. That's not going to happen. And the media, they're going to pretend that it was all perfectly fine. It wasn't. We know that. The media, he let them have it. And boy, did they deserve it. We must declare with one united voice that we cannot allow America to ever become a socialist country. That's what they're doing. And I really think it's a step beyond. I think it's going to be a communist country. We're not letting it happen. But these these people, the media, who don't cover anything they do that's wrong, anything they do that's okay, they make it like it's the greatest thing that ever happened. And anything we do that's right, they make it sound bad, evil, and corrupt. They are sick people, and they're really hurting our country. They are really hurting our country. They are. And you know what? There are people on the left who believe that very, very strongly. So superficial, so silly, so biased. Uh, the media have let us all down so many times, so many times. And, you know, why would they lie? Um, I don't know, know exactly why. Uh, that's a complex question, but I know they do. I know they do. And they ignore things that don't fit in with the story they want to tell. Charlottesville is probably the prime example of all this. Charlottesville. Uh, we had that riot down there, and that woman was killed. And they say that Donald Trump did not condemn uh, neo-Nazis and white supremacists when he did out loud. And this phony narrative is now being written in books they're actually writing that down in books. They're ignoring the part where he condemned them. And they say he's a horrible person for not condemning them. They are either lying or in total, total uh, delusional state. I don't get it myself. All right, real quick, he was really tough on Biden and who doesn't deserve it more than him? They're taking him out of prison. These are seriously tough people, evil people in many cases, and they're dumping them in the United We're becoming a dumping ground. Never before has a president shown such contempt for his oath of office. He's supposed to be protecting our country, not destroying our country. Joe Biden has launched a foreign invasion of his own country. Come on in. He said, come in. 
This is a uh, this is a sick this is a sick thing that's happening to our country, not even explainable. You'd say I used to say it was incompetence, but it's it is that. But you know what it really is? I don't know. It's almost like evil. They want this to happen. I think he's right. I think it is evil. And Joe Biden actually did create the crisis at the border, and he did it to appease the far left. Um, he just wanted power that much. He wanted the protection of the White House. He wanted to take care of Hunter. Who knows? But he created this mess at the border, and he said he would. He said he would out loud. What I would do as president is several more things, because things have changed. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. Surge the border. Surge the border. Surge the border. They got what they wanted. They want this. They want this. All right. Uh, I don't want to be too depressing uh, right now. Uh, the president was funny the other night as well. It, amid all the horror, uh, he was actually funny. The Biden administration issued an order effectively abolishing ICE. These are great patriots. These are tough people. They would go into these gangs of MS-13, the toughest gangs in the world, they say. And they'd go in there and the fist would start, I'd say, these people. And I can tell you, I have some tough people in front of me. Some of them are even tough farmers. I don't even think you people want to do what they do. And they loved it. They wouldn't want any other job. And they're great patriots. They love our country, but they were tough. You know, to get rid of MS-13 and some of the worst people that you've ever seen. I mean, typically, when you have tattoos on your face, it's not a positive event. It's not positive. <laughs> When you have a tattoo in your face saying, we hate America, and we say, we'd love to have you, it's great. It's not going to work out well. Yeah, those, those, those tattoos are not positive. They are not positive. You know what he showed on Saturday night? Um, he's in this thing. He's running in 2024. My opinion, it's not official yet. And the left knows that he's still got it. He is still powerful. And apparently he wants it. So they're going to try to stop him. You know what it looks like they're going to do? Uh, try to impeach him. Nine months after he left office, they're going to try to impeach him over January 6th. We'll be right back with more on that. Hey, I'm Rob Carson, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast. Tired of boring traditional news updates? How about one with a conservative point of view and it's actually funny? You can subscribe for free on the Apple Podcast app, and it downloads directly to your smartphone, so you can listen while driving, uh, to work, riding a bike, at the gym, or even while lobster fishing off the East Coast. Subscribe today with the Apple Podcast app, or go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts for other platforms. Something's coming. All I can say... Is, is that, that the, the fake, fake news just doesn't get it, do they? They don't. They don't. All right. Who remembers Joe Manchin, the West Virginia Democrat senator? He said something I thought was great about the $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill. Uh, this made total sense to me when he said it. I cannot accept our, our economy or basically our society moving towards an entitlement mentality that you're entitled. Okay, I'm more of a rewarding 
because I can help those who really need help if those who can help themselves do so. That's tough to argue with when you look at this bill. I mean, look, I thought it was reasonable. The last thing I thought of was race. But that's the first thing the fake news thinks of. This is uh, Yamish Alcinder. She reports for uh, PBS. And she was on the fake news yesterday, Meet the Press. They're also very bothered and simply disturbed, I will also say, by his use of the word entitlement. Um, that is right. a word that so many people see as stereotyping African-Americans, as calling right. so, some sections of Americans lazy. So I think you're seeing both a passion in people having real policy differences, but also this real feeling that there are Americans who feel as though that they are being, again, criminalized and again stereotyped as being sort of locked out of the American dream. Uh, speak for yourself, Yamish. Uh, we don't think that way. Criminalized, stereotyped. I mean, it just it's the furthest thing. But that's the first thing, the very first thing Yamish is going to. I want to talk a little bit about Stephanie Grisham, uh, Donald Trump's former press secretary, job of a lifetime. I have a feeling she has a few issues about how she was treated during the job. You know, she was never allowed to brief. And I think that kind of bothers her and it affected how she wrote the book. This is a nasty tell-all book. And the fake news, just because she turned on Trump, they're not giving her an easy time of it. Uh, here's Chuck Todd. Is this, a, is this a nice question? I think it's a fair question. Wasn't very nice, though. White House Press Secretary is one of the most high-profile jobs in Washington, but you'd be forgiven if you had no idea what Stephanie Grisham looks like. That's because she's the former Trump press secretary who never actually held a press conference. Uh, it's true. She never did. And I have a feeling uh, she resented that because how would you like to have that job and never hold a briefing? And then the person who comes in after you is Kaylee McEnany, who's amazing at the job. I mean, from the moment she walks in, uh, she is fantastic at the podium. And obviously they wanted her at the podium. I have a feeling she has a grudge, a real grudge. She said something, um, by the way, Stephanie, that also doesn't add up. Uh, it's actually, I think, it's, uh, it's a lie. You're doing a tell-all now. Why should we believe you? I think that is a very, very fair question, and I will let anybody who chooses to read the book decide for themselves. In short, I don't have anybody to answer for anymore. Uh, I had a lot of time to reflect. I really moved far, far away from the bubble of D.C. and had a long time to almost deprogram myself from what I went through and reflect on it. Okay, she had a lot of time, a lot of time to deprogram herself, a lot of time to deprogram herself and reflect. Okay, she leaves her job in January. It was announced that she had a book deal, uh, and it was already a done deal in July. It's now October. Um, is that a lot of time to uh, reprogram yourself, deprogram yourself? No, it's not. She was talking to book agents uh, before Trump left the White House. This is, uh, this is, these are not the reflections of an honest person, in my opinion. All right. Something else in the fake news that got my attention. The Today Show. Today is Columbus Day, by the way, right? It's Columbus Day, and uh, you wouldn't know that, quite frankly, walking around or watching TV. It's pretty amazing. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cuffey, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Today, so nice to have you.
happy with this on a Monday morning, and it's a really special Monday it sure morning. Is. Okay, it's a holiday for a lot of people. It also happens to be International Day of the Girl. Hi, guys. We're outside. We're going to stay. Yay. We have some amazing girls. And women. It's a holiday for some people. It's International Day of the Girl. What the hell is this day? I have never heard of it. I heard of Columbus Day. We've all heard of Columbus Day, but it has been so marginalized. Yes, some racists may want to honor Christopher Columbus, but it's International Day of the Girl. By the way, uh, where are the men? I mean, uh, they don't want any men on that show, apparently. All right, that's fine. International Day of the Girl. What happened to Chris Columbus? He discovered America, but as you know, he is no longer considered politically correct. Joe Biden signed something. I thought it was a joke. I didn't believe it. Uh, but this is actually also considered Indigenous Peoples Day, right? Something along those lines. Indigenous Peoples Day. I think, quite frankly, that's disrespectful to indigenous people. Uh, because maybe they should have a day of their own and not the same day as Christopher Columbus, so that they're barely, barely acknowledging. This is how stupid this stuff has become in Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio, they took the statue of Columbus down in Columbus, Ohio. This is last year, but uh, I still can't get over it. I mean, this is really insane stuff. The mayor of Columbus, who should be fighting this tooth and nail, actually spearheaded the effort. By replacing the statue, we are removing one more barrier to meaningful and lasting change to end systemic racism. Goodness gracious. Uh, well, he's lost, like so many on the woke left are lost. And uh, perhaps you want a George Floyd. You want a George Floyd statue. And those things are popping up all over the place, okay, for this drug addict who held a knife to a pregnant woman's belly and demanded, where's the money during a home invasion? There are statues for this guy all over the place. He should not have died the way he died. Uh, he should not have died the way he died. But statues, I think that's pretty repulsive. It's pretty repulsive. Um, this is not repulsive. It's just amusing and kind of ridiculous, the whole thing with Superman. Um, who likes Superman? Uh, I love him, right? I mean, it's uh, truth, justice, the American way. What's not to like? than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. The guy was awesome. Truth, justice, and the American way, and saving people, and uh, working at the paper part-time. Great stuff. Uh, my big first Superman experience was the Superman motion picture with Lois Lane and uh, who else was in that? Brando. Marlon Brando was actually in this movie. Anyway, since everybody cares so much about who they like sexually, the DC comic book had to come up with a new theme and turns out that, uh, well, um, I guess he's bisexual. Superman's bisexual. This is his offspring. Quite frankly, I don't read the comic books. I did watch, I did watch the movies and... Um, this is a new big thing on Coming Out Day. It's National Coming Out Day. Did you know that? They also made Columbus Day, uh, not only is it the Day of the Girl, but it's National Coming Out and Revealing Your Sexuality. A great big phony, silly waste of time. Our culture is involved in a lot of dumb things, and, and this is one of them. But um, I guess everybody, I don't know. It's something to talk about and another excuse to not do work. You know who's really good about that? Dr. Fauci. 
When COVID hit, he became this target. My dad said, we're going to get through this whole thing, and he's held back. You don't do it because you want to make money. You don't do it for the glory. You do it because you care. When you're involved in a race to stop a horrible disease, you always feel you're not doing things quickly enough. Or what about correctly enough? Okay, all the mistakes, all of the... I believe lies, especially about the mask situation. So this um, documentary is out there, Disney Plus. If you want to rate it on Rotten Tomatoes, and a lot of people do that, they love to go and rate things. Um, You see the audience score? That's you and me. We want to rate a movie. You can't do it when it comes to Fauci. A lot of people don't like him. They don't want that to be public. Huh? Isn't that wild? By the way, the truth, though, is still getting out about this guy, at least regarding this movie. Uh, The trailer on YouTube Take a look at this, 102,000 thumbs down versus only about 8,000 thumbs up. I think that's interesting. All right, when we come back, uh, this January 6th stuff, it won't go away, even though we know it's phony, even though we saw a real insurrection in Afghanistan, they are still trying to uh, stop Trump with another phony argument. We'll be right back with the details. The swamp is worried big time that Donald Trump is coming back, that he could run for the presidency again and win it again. They don't like that. They don't like that at all. So go to January 6th, among other tricks. Uh, But this is going to be a big one. They may, it seems, almost try to impeach him all over again. Remember, they impeached him when he had already left office (laughs) for the second time. Um, Take a look. Here's a taste. This Sunday, democracy in crisis. It was very, very close to destroying our democracy. New details from Senate Democrats on how former President Trump wanted to replace his attorney general so he could overturn the election results. (laughs) Our democracy in peril, my goodness gracious. Um, I thought for a moment I had to watch it twice. This actually is yesterday, October. Not February, not January. This kind of hysteria doesn't just happen, and these revelations are no big deal. This is because they're nervous about him coming back. More. He was really pushing the Department of Justice to bend to his political will. Republicans are either staying silent or defending Mr. Trump's actions. The music makes it sound very, very dramatic. You know what? There is the swamp. President Trump was elected And he is allowed to actually bend the Justice Department to his will. He is the elected president. He has authority. You can't do anything extra legal, of course, but that's a bureaucracy. They too often think the bureaucracy, they report to themselves. No, they report to the people. More. The president did the right thing. If he had made another decision, you would have had a problem. I'll talk to one of the Democrats on the Senate Judiciary Committee, Sheldon Whitehouse of Rhode Island. Oh, I actually watched that interview. It's totally pointless. Sheldon Whitehouse is one of the least likable human beings in all of uh, America. I think he should quit this silly club that does not allow any black people in it. It's a beach club, elite beach club, and uh, 
They don't allow black people inside the club. This is kind of a big deal. Guess what they didn't ask Sheldon about? That, all right? The whole interview was pointless. I watched it to see if this came up. It didn't. It should have. Uh, A little bit more. Getting to the bottom of Mr. Trump's actions on and around January 6th will give us all more clarity on how close we actually came to the shredding of our Constitution and how close we could come again. I never conceded. Donald Trump in Iowa last night, doubling down on the lie that he won the election. After a week of playing down the January 6th riot, he incited. You talk about lies. Talk about lies. The riot that he incited, that is a lie. And the questions about the election have not been resolved. You can still have grave concerns, as I do, about the fairness of the election. The hyperbole from this guy, the over-dramatization. And by the way, we already had an impeachment. No kidding. People forget we had an impeachment over this entire matter. Now we just, I don't know, they want to do it again. They just want to do it again. Um, Donald Trump, by the way, has a perfect alibi. His words from January 6th were perfect. Among the documents requested by the select committee, Trump's Twitter messages, his calendar, schedules, video, photos, and call logs. Well, we want to know what was the president's involvement? What about people around him? Urged on by Trump, former advisor Steve Bannon told the committee he will not comply with a request for records and testimony. Well, you know what they actually, if they're really going to do this, I think we have to look at what was on television, what was being broadcast, because I saw a lot of what was on television that afternoon, and uh, I heard anchors, they were hysterical, but we saw scenes like this, a lot of people standing around. The video from inside came out much later, actually. So we've already had an impeachment about this, by the way, and uh, they impeached the president. Now it seems like they want to do the same thing. Obviously, it's political. I think they're afraid of him. Uh, And there's no case here. The president has the perfect alibi. He said the right things that day. He said march peacefully and patriotically. And when it did seem like things were getting out of hand, he issued, I think, an appropriate statement. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel, but go home and go home in peace. I think this, uh, look, I have questions about it, not the kinds of questions that Democrats have. They just want to see if they can pin this on him somehow. And they can do that if they lie. They can do that if they lie. So the lies continue. Now, a parade of former Trump officials are recounting Trump's obsession with overturning the election in an attempted coup. Wow. An attempted coup. Strong words, huh? If there was a coup, you got to look at Milley and what he was doing. That's where a coup comes to mind. Uh, But there he is just declaring it an attempted coup. I think there's something kind of personal between Chuck Todd and President Trump on Chuck Todd's part. I think he has a grudge against President Trump. And uh, it might go all the way back to about 10 years ago when this happened. 
Right, let me just first start by saying that I was watching the show for about two minutes, and you said Donald Trump wanted to respond to a poll. Well, I didn't even know what poll you're talking about, number one, Chuck. Number two, I didn't call you. You called me about 40 yes, I did. times After... trying to get me on the show. Yeah. I didn't call you. So your statement is false. I mean, you said, quote, I quote, Donald Trump wanted to respond to a poll. Well, I didn't want to respond. Your people called my office about 40 times asking me to go onto the show. So it's dishonest what you said saying, Chuck, I wish you would just sort of say it like it is and just I think you'd really do better. Honestly, I actually think you'd get better ratings. <laughs> 2011, 2011. And it went on like that. I mean, he Trump abused uh, that guy, Chuck Todd. And by the way, he deserved it. One other thing I want to point out, January 6th. Um, here's a question that really should be looked at. And we have a whistleblower from the Capitol Hill police, apparently, who's saying the Capitol Hill police, their leadership failed in a big, big way. A letter is now uh, out in the public, and uh, here's a little bit about well, from, from it, a 16-page letter that criticizes Capitol Hill police leadership. I assert that the truth of the leadership intelligence failures of the 6th is purposely not being delivered to the officers and public. Uh, lack of accountability has led directly to mass resignations of officials and officers that, amongst other reasons, refuse to work for two of the most unethical leaders in the history of the department. Talking about Gallagher and Pittman, two uh, senior officers there on the Capitol Hill Police. Also, what I observed was them mostly sitting there looking blankly at the TV screen showing real-time footage of officers and officials fighting for the Congress referring to uh, what they were doing on January 6th. Now, that is something. We'll see if they have a big hearing about that. I'll be right back. You're on the go and need news now. No paywalls, no cable subscriptions. Just download the Newsmax app from your smartphone store. It's free. And watch Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere. The Biden administration issued an order effectively abolishing ICE. These are great patriots. These are so Donald Trump uh, for Saturday night in Iowa at a rally, quite frankly, I thought he was uh, it was like the candidate in 2016. He hasn't lost anything. He is. Uh, he was good. He was very, very good. It's one of the reasons why I think they are going so hard. All over again at January 6th, the swamp is. I'd like to bring in John Solomon, investigative reporter and founder of Just the News. John, welcome back. And I want to go into this letter from the uh, whistleblower on sure. Capitol Hill in a moment. But what do you think of my theory? I think that he looks as strong as he ever was. They have noticed that and they are committed to stopping him somehow. And they're going to try with January 6th again. Yeah, listen, uh, he was in 2016 vintage form, I thought. it was. He was relaxed, he was on message, and he was sharpening an agenda, shaping an agenda that clearly a 2024 candidate can use to run against these Democrats. And I'm not the, you're not the only one making the conjecture that uh, President uh, Trump has made the Democrats nervous. There have been several stories in Washington the last few weeks suggesting that Trump's resilience, his rise in the polls, uh, is scaring Democrats. Listen, he's more popular in Iowa now than when he won the state by eight points back in November. Democrats are becoming increasingly concerned that the Trump tsunami number two may be headed their way. So, I mean, what can they really do on Capitol Hill? I mean, over January 6th, they already impeached him. 
Uh, he was impeached by the House, um, even though he had already left office, which seemed absurd to me. I mean, uh, uh, how is this viewed on Capitol Hill? I mean, it's hard to I think it would be hard for them to disguise that this is anything but, you know, let's damage him or stop him politically somehow because they're getting desperate. Or do they really see merit to this stuff? Well, listen, th this uh, set of hearings could be valuable to the American people if it was a legitimate investigation, because there were intelligence failures. The Capitol Police was not prepared for an event that clearly was forewarned. But the focus has not been on that. Uh, it has not been on how can we can make the Capitol Police stronger, how we can learn from this. It's all about what dirt can we drag out on Donald Trump? What person can we subpoena who will reject the subpoena and start a court battle? It's the same theatrics we saw from Russia, Russia, Russia to Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. They, the Democrats can't get Donald Trump out of their heads. You know, I want to know. You're right. There are questions that uh, I'd like answers to, but it's not the ones they're pursuing like that cop. That's the problem. There's so many. There's, there's, I want to show you the video. We call it the short cop. They look like they're a little on the short side, not being mean, but <laughs> how they were so like encouraging people to come through, yeah. step right up, come this way. And inside the Capitol, we saw those officers posing for selfies and, and, and that kind of thing. And, of course, the death of Ashley Babbitt, which is totally inexplicable. Uh, what they have said does not add up at all. Can I play you something? This is from Chris Wallace over the weekend. I, sure. feel, like, I feel like he's the mainstream media, and I include Wallace in that category. They're setting a trap when they ask about the stolen election. Look at what he tried to do to Steve Scalise. Do you think the 2020 election was stolen from Donald Trump, specifically making this charge that the election was stolen? Do you think that that hurts, undermines American democracy? So you think the election was so sto I, I, stolen? Well, last time, I promise. Do you think the election was stolen or not? I understand you think there were irregularities and things that need to be fixed. Do you think the election was stolen? Yeah. Okay. Um, if you say the election is stolen, you would face potential legal ramifications, certainly on social media. They say if you say that out loud, that you're going to start another insurrection. Uh, to me, that is undermining democracy, by the way, uh, saying yeah. that you can't say whatever you want about Censorship. the last election. Yeah. Uh, but is that a trap? And I feel like he's playing a game, and they all are. And if you fall for it, if you think something about the election, you could be in trouble. Yeah, listen, I went back after I saw this uh, segment to see if Chris Wallace asked any of Hillary Clinton's people this question when they were claiming at the end of 2016 the election was stolen. I couldn't find any clips. Maybe they're just not up on the Internet, but it certainly didn't make any news headlines back then if he did do it. It is, listen, that the Republicans get asked questions that the Democrats were never asked when they made the exact same argument after Donald Trump. And they spent the first three years of Trump's presidency trying to argue it was an illegitimate presidency with a bogus story about Russia collusion. I don't remember Chris Wallace having the same passion to ask the Democrats whether they thought their election was stolen. You know, I, I was reminded last night he had to get everything that he wanted to get done as president, and he had to fight for survival as well. Yeah. Phony impeachment uh, and, and, and this stuff. Anyway, the more they bark, I think the stronger you are. There's some philosopher who said something to that effect. So uh, I think I he's coming right. back in a big way. John Solomon from uh, Just the News. He founded Just the News. It's so invaluable. We thank you very much, sir. Thank you. All right. Be right back. 
Okay, uh, that is a great big congressional district and a new political superstar maybe on the way to taking office. She's running for Congress right now. Her name is Nicole Hasso, and uh, I think she is a major star in the making. Take a look. Grew up on the south side of Chicago. My family didn't have a lot. My mom fought drug addiction and my dad wasn't around much. The community that I grew up in was rotten by decades of neglect, violence, and dependency on government. Critical race theory says the American dream isn't for people who look like me, who come from where I came from. Too many people think that without special treatment and big government, your skin color, your gender, and your zip code, not your choices, decide your destiny. But I choose differently. Very impressive. Nicole Hasso joins us live right now, Republican congressional candidate in the 3rd District. And uh, Nicole, welcome. Uh, We were all moved by that video. How are you tonight? Thank you so much for having me on your show today. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, It's great to have you. And look, forgive me, um, when people talk about race, sometimes they get a little awkward and they uh, say the wrong things. But uh, there are a lot of people who say that (laughs) critical race theory, it's racist for a white person like me to question it. Uh, I wonder, I wanted to know how you feel about that. And I already have a sense of uh, your take on critical race theory. Why is it that so many people in the media feel comfortable saying what certain people, the way they look, should dictate how they think? You know, critical race theory is a Marxist theory that um, teaches us to hate America and to judge each other by our skin color. And that is just not the truth. Um, Critical race theory um, tells us that um, everything is racist for a black person and that we're victims and oppressors. And I grew up on the south side of Chicago and I'm no one's victim and no one is oppressing me. So look, I feel that America is having a very silly conversation about race to avoid having a serious conversation about race. And uh, I don't know how we're gonna pull that off. So many people seem uh, resistant. Uh, They just wanna keep their heads down and move on. And God forbid, if you say the wrong thing and you get labeled, um, does that resonate with you? And uh, how do we get to having that real conversation that I think so many wanna avoid? Oh, absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why I'm running. For me to sit on the sideline and allow um, this lie to continue to be pushed is um, just unbelievable. I can't believe that we're here. When I think about uh, Martin Luther King's speech um, that he made about, I have a dream that one day um, my children will be judged by the content of their character and not by the color of their skin. And when I look out across America today and what the Democrat Party is doing, it hurts my heart. I I have people who do not look like me, who are my biggest supporter, who stands arm in arm with me. And how dare they um, tell those people, tell my friends (laughs) that we should we can't be friends. And that just makes no sense to me. 
Nicole Hasso, uh, I'm not allowed to pick sides in these things technically, but I'm rooting for you. <laughs> Nicole Hasso, America could really benefit with you on Capitol Hill. We'll be watching very closely. Go to NicoleHasso.com for more information. She is currently running for Congress, uh, Republican, and the 3rd District of Iowa. It's a big swath of the state. Good luck. We'll stay in touch, okay? Thank you. Have a great day. You too. We'll be right back. Tell your friends about this show. We're doing great things. You know it. Stand by for Stanfield and thank you.